0: Hello and welcome back to the Century View podcast. My name is Tony, and I'm your host. So it's the day after the Villa defeat. Today is Monday and we played on Sunday. And I'm joined by I'm joined by everybody today. I'm joined by Tori, joined by Judah, joined by Josie, joined by Rate, joined by Mackin, and we're expecting Esso later on. So it should be a fun, fun, fun episode. And it's been a little while. Good to he- good to have you again.
1: Um I'm happy to be here. I've been good, you know, you know, about Chelsea. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah,
2: Ray. What are we saying? How are you doing? Even though the uh whenever I come on here, I try to sound measured. I'm really pissed off and angered by these results, but life <laughs> goes on, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, Mackin. How are you doing, man?
3: It's been a while. How are you? It's been a It's been a while. Yeah, Chelsea just doing everything possible to to just put me in a bad mood. Um, but I'm focusing on. You know, mental health. So I'm, I'm trying not to just get too upset. But yeah, still hopeful that we can turn things around. Yeah, hey.
0: Uh, Judah, Josie, Judah, I know you had a headache yesterday, man. Chelsea, Chelsea,
4: um, reset to that, I'm sure. Everything about yesterday was like just pissing me off, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, at first, I woke up with, like, headache, and I had to miss church because, like, I just couldn't be asked to go to church.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then
4: to, like, top it off, I decided to watch Chelsea in the afternoon thinking that, oh, let me just put on, you know, like, a true game and watch my club win and at least, you know, get derived yeah. from that. But, bro... <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, but at the end of
0: the day, we move, man. We move. We move, we move. Josie, what are we saying, man? I mean, how's the court
5: case? How?
2: Exactly. <laughs> How- <No. laughs>
5: I Listen, listen, I had a court case for the first time in my life and I swear <laughs> I was more nervous for the Chelsea game. <laughs>
0: All right, where do no, we start?
5: Not even joking. <laughs> yeah, man.
0: Where do we start from? Uh, What are we saying about... Uh... Let's just let's just say, man. I mean, what are we saying? What's happening to our club, Tori Mackin? What's happening to our club, man?
1: Honestly, I don't know what's happening to Chelsea. Like, no one could have predicted this. Like, it's very, it's it's interesting to think about the fact that we won the Champions League two years ago. It doesn't feel anything like that right now. <laughs> so I can't even pinpoint to you what exactly has gone wrong, but. I'm not trying to be that person, but we've been like this since the new owners came. Sorry. Like so if there's somebody I'm gonna blame it's them. Just because yeah. it's co it unfortunately it's just coincided with them. So
0: I mean that's a. I I've seen people yeah, Mackie, I see you wanna talk. I've seen people um mention that a few times. So we'll come back to that. Making I see you wanna add something to that.
3: Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I kind of um partially agree with what Tori said, but I don't, I personally don't think it's an ownership thing. Um, the club has kind of been sputtering for the past five, six years. I think since 2016, 2017, it's been pretty clear that, you know, we've been regressing. So, you know, ownership came in, they're trying to do a, a hard reboot by doing a revamp of the entire squad and the entire um, structure of the of the club within like a year and a half. So obviously it's gonna create some troubles. And this I just think these are kind of the growing pains of that um, So I don't necessarily (laughs) agree that, you know, it's because of the ownership, but I do agree that having that hard reboot all at once is just, you know, a huge factor to what we're seeing right now.
1: I mean, I definitely agree. But at the same time, I feel like, we were never this bad, though. Like, the fact that we're genuinely having, like, oh, you guys, what is going to happen at the end of November when we have all of those terrible games? What position are we going to be in? Are we going to be in a relegation battle? Like, we've not had these kind of conversations as much as we've been, quote unquote, bad. We've always been top four. Like,
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. No, not to interrupt you, you but not necessarily, right? Bad. <laughs> I think even during that Antonio Conte, you know, first go around the 2016, 2017, if I remember correctly, we didn't really get off, you know, a blistering start. And there were a lot of losses, not only to like low end teams, but also uh, rivals until he did the famous three in the back change in the second half against Arsenal. That's when we went on that crazy run. And even since, right, that was the last time, honestly, as a Chelsea fan that I think we've been quote unquote dominant as a football team right um outside of that run i can't remember the last time that like you said we comfortably made it into the top four like how many years out of the, the past five years when we did make it into the top four was a last day miracle because leicester beat somebody or because arsenal you know um, peed in the badge, right it wasn't that we were very convincing in the league to quote unquote make that top four being behind Man City 35 points or 30 points consistently for the past six years to me doesn't show a trait of a good competing team. So that's why I, I get it because it looks bad now, six games in, but we've not we've not been a good team for a long time. All
1: right.
6: Yeah,
0: we'll leave it there because um, that's like a topic for another day. But Esso, how you doing, bro? What's up? If you can hear me, then cool. Right, what are we saying? So, I mean, what is wrong with our club? I know I asked you this question last week. But, I mean, you know, what can you add to what the guys have said? Right?
6: Okay. I
0: see Ray's not close. but So, yeah. Let's just talk about the game then. Josie, Judah. Oh, oh SO, I so see you want to talk. SO, what's up, man? How you doing?
6: Yo, yo, yo. Right, give me a second. Let me get my
0: headphones. Sorry about that. All right, that's all right. That's all right. Josie Judah, what are we saying about the game, man? I mean, bro. Where can we start? We could start about the we could talk about the starting 11. but you know. Bro. What saying? Jesse, I
5: just I feel like I feel like a broken tape at this point, as swear. Like I feel like we all know Chelsea's problem, but at the same time, we spent a billion and we didn't fix it, and now it just looks weird and everyone is just confused. It's like <laughs> It's just so difficult to explain the predicament we're in because it's actually insane. It's It's like you can't put your finger on it, right? It's crazy. They just went and all they had to do was get, like, spend that billion on like a few pieces to make the team a a gargantuan team. And then they decided to just rip the fabric and the heritage of the club up. And now it's just looking in tatters, man. It's horrible. Yeah, it goes back to all said about the owners and all that, you know, but yeah. Uh, Judah, always saying, saying? Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask a question real
2: quick. Um, did he just say we needed a few
5: pieces to, in order to challenge? I mean, you could spend like a billion or like maybe, you know. No, Josie, five, that's not what I asked. Five, five you world-class but, players. Josie, that's not what I
2: asked. Of... I said, did you say we needed a few pieces in order to be a dominant team? I
5: think, I think five, yeah. Like five world-class players could have done it could have done
0: okay.
2: yeah. go ahead i'll address that point like in the thing but i just want to make sure he
0: said it judah what are we saying man i mean you heard what the guys have said what can you add you know what are we saying about the starting 11 what can you say about what the guys said i mean because actually the same question last week i was like oh what do you think the main problem is but you know what can you add
4: um so you yeah. know so like first of all like Question about what's wrong with Chelsea? I do like it's still the same answer that I gave last week. <laughs> the, you know, it still resonates. It still, still basically the same answer. And um, so like with the lineup and like everything as a whole um, I feel like I said last week. Yeah, the there are three parties involved that are causing this whole issue: the players, the board, like that is the owners and the board. And the coach himself. The coach himself is not doing himself any favors here with his profiling of the squad as a whole and the lineup and most especially like the substitutions he makes as well. So, you know, it's just like he himself is just adding (laughs) to the old issue that Chelsea is facing as a whole. Like I still for the life of me don't understand why he's persisting with playing Enzo as a number ten when clearly like it's not been working so far, and I don't understand why. You know, it's playing Gallagher in the pivot, like in the deep, as the deep line midfielder and stuff like that. So yeah, you know, decisions like that. When actually, when results don't now go your way, obviously, like come on, the pressure just like increases and all. And before the before the podcast started, yeah, I was saying I don't even think that we actually played that quite bad uh, yesterday. It was, was yesterday now, right? Yeah, yesterday. So yeah, I feel like they were actually having a good game up until the red card. And even after the red card, I still feel like they, mm-hmm. they still played quite well, like considering the circumstances. If not for the Thiago Silva mistake and, you know, the Galaga um, loose pass and stuff like that. And even probably you could say um the, the keeper let him Letting them beat him in the snare post, you know it would have probably ended as a new new draw, or, you know, maybe just we could have scraped a a goal or something. we I mean, never can tell, but yeah, I mean, overall, I just feel like the coach is adding more more um it's complicating issues the more you should just like keep it basic, like just just keep it basic, man. like at least till you start getting wins, and you know the players starts feeling more comfortable and then you can probably start experimenting with your um, cold left back or stuff like that. And, you know, yeah. So, yeah, that's just my two cents for now.
0: I hear you, man. And I agree. It's just, it's a mess. Butch isn't helping anything. But I want to hear what Esso is saying. Esso, what are you saying, man? How you doing?
6: Um, How do I feel about Chelsea? Mm. Uh... It's not Chelsea, man. This is the London Cowboys, you know. We're watching the London Cowboys week in, week out. It looks like Chelsea, sounds like Chelsea, but it's not Chelsea. Um, I think Poch, he's... I don't know, man. I, I genuinely don't know um why he's making certain decisions. I also don't know why he insists on having our front line so flat. That's another thing that I don't get. Why we play man-to-man with the with their opposition's back line, like especially when we're playing teams that wanna, you know, sit against us. And like Aston Villa didn't really sit. Right. And Aston Villa, we've seen one thing from them this entire season. Is that they like to play this high line and they leave space in behind for them to get hit. And we saw it in you know, we saw it in this Chelsea match, right? That we left that they left space behind just for us to, just for us to try and um, exploit that. And we couldn't do it why because the personnel like i don't know if we coach attacking patterns i don't know if it's drilled because it just looks like freestyle and nonsense because i've never i've never seen it before you see a team like brentford they know what they're doing they know who to go to for what and bueno's on the ball he's and and he's seeing wisa and them man he knows who he's gonna pass to to get a good opportunity. You know, things like that, where the relationships are built and they've been trained together and the manager has has actually designed a system to get them to score, right? Because sometimes, sometimes you score through your system. Look at, every goal that Brighton scores that does not have Matoma involved is a goal designed by the Zerbi. Every single goal that you see Arsenal score is designed by Arteta. You know what I'm saying? Like, especially, especially Erdegaard's goals. I've never seen Erdegaard. I mean, no, let me not say that. I've seen I think I've seen Erdegaard score about five goals. But he does it like he scores so he scores a lot of goals, but he only scores in five ways. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, that cutback edge of the box, you know it's going in. You know it's going in. And it's always finding Erdogan. That to me isn't oh individual brilliance. That is coached. Do you know what I mean? That is coached. Why can't we have a coached attacking pattern? Why can't we ha- do that? It's just Sterling and Gusto and Jackson freestyle. And, and 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 even Jackson. We need to talk about him, man. I don't know if this is. I don't know if this is conf- confidence, loss of confidence. Or I don't know. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what's happened. I don't know what is this, bro. Because you see that even though he was offside, that pass that Modric gave to him, yeah, that finish that he tried to do sums up his entire Chelsea career, bro. Bro. <laughs> because, I like
0: thought today, actually.
6: No, because how do you even think to do that in that situation? Me, personally, I'm trying to use my weaker foot to curl it into the near post, right? Around the keep. Because, listen, Martinez's position was not yet covering that near post. He could have done it. And the thing about Jackson that I hate is he takes two strides too many. Like, when he's supposed to hit the ball, he'll take another two strides and then all of a sudden the angle's off or he's not in a good position to shoot, his body shape will be off. Like, I don't get it. You're supposed to be a striker. Yeah, and but... Yeah, go
0: on. No, i was just going to bring Ray into that because Ray is the big Jackson... Fan and analyst as well. But then I was going to say the finish he was going for was kind of like, it reminded me of Torres, the goal Torres got in this against Manu when he missed that sitter and stuff. It's a similar type, you know, type finish. Or, or rate, what were we saying about what Oh,
2: Jackson, like? I, I think when I, when I first spoke about Jackson, I said, I was like, listen, the guy is worth 35 mil, no, right? This could either be a low risk, low reward, low risk, medium reward, meaning like he scores 10 goals, low risk, high reward and he's going maybe 15 plus or something like that. So the signing itself, I have no problem with it because I think he's got like the attributes of somebody who could be good. I don't think he's elite um, because I've never been of the idea that some striker is going to save us. I don't think Lotaro, Vlahovic, none of these guys are going to come save us. They're going to be the main outputs for goals, but I've seen it as okay. Give it a chance because Nkuku was here at that time so it made sense so if, if, if he wasn't playing, or he wasn't playing up to snuff, and Kugel would be in that position, and he's not here now. Um, when it comes to Jackson, I also feel to some degree that his play style is limited by purchase system. Like, this, the, the players that we have in the team don't match up with the same wavelength that he's on. Now, obviously, there's still, like, negatives about him, you know, like where he receives the ball, how he receives the ball, the shots he takes, um, which I agree with. But I think that he's really looking worse than he actually is. Same with the entire team. But if people want to give up on him now, that's fine, you know. But again, we paid $35 million for him. And that's not even in euros. I mean, that's not even in pounds. It's in euros. So this is not like a Lukaku who we can't shift or who we can't put on the bench. He's Jackson. He can't demand anything. He's not going to call the fuss in, in, the, in the room. He's at Chelsea. You know what I'm saying? So if Tony comes and takes his spot or Shesuke comes and takes his spot, it is what it is. Yeah.
0: Personally, I think he's young, so he has time to improve, but obviously it's Chelsea. Chelsea's like hit the ground running and all that. So, you know.
5: Uh I don't, in- I don't
6: I don't I don't even think it's like that, if I'm being honest, right? Because I think that's just giving him excuses. You know, it really is just giving him excuses because some of the things I've seen him do, you, know, you could get, you'll be arrested for that. Honestly, in some place, in certain places in this planet on this planet you can get arrested for that. You no. can generally get like that chance against Forrest, he, Bro, he should be arrested. He should be in chains.
1: You guys yeah. are being unfair. I can't lie. Thank <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, I
0: you, but go on, yeah. Go on Tori.
6: Why do people say that they're being unfair on Jackson? He deserves this criticism. Mrs. Jackson. I
1: think you guys are being really unfair just because I mean Esso is being unfair because, like, he's not, like, literally, he's not meant to be this prolific striker. Like, I don't, I don't understand what you guys are expecting of him. Like, he's not meant to be Haaland. We bought him from a random club in Spain for 30M. Like, he's not going to come and get 30,000 goals. And my issue is, like, I feel like he's just, he's literally just, he's only played five games. He will get into his groove like let's say like he's had half a season and he's still playing like this then we can start being like oh da, 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 this that but like he's not he's not used to prem he's young like he will figure his himself out i honestly do think like the squad as a whole like they're just young and inexperienced
6: they I will figure them
1: I, I i truly think all of them will figure themselves out but yeah what's your question
6: if you're showing symptoms of an illness how long will it take for you to go get medicine?
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. We all know... We know this about young players, though. They are but always... this is an illness.
6: They
2: are always an up illness. and
1: down. Because... They are always like, consistent.
6: Like, you said, do we expect him to be Haaland? I mean, some of the chances he's missed, you... <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing about Haaland, uh, I
1: think okay. people watched Haaland this season... He's missed a a lot, but the thing is, City creates so many chances that he's bound to score. That's the difference between City and Chelsea.
6: If we created more chances,
1: there's a higher chance that Jackson would score. I'm not saying that it's not that Jackson is a good striker or a bad striker or anything. I'm just saying that like you have to also add that put that into consideration.
6: And this is why I say it's excuses because. The first point you made was, is he Harland? And then you said, but Harland misses chances too. But Harland, I promise you, half of the chances that Jackson has missed, Harland would never in his life
4: miss it. That oh, no. The forest Harland that has missed in... the
2: most big chances. Sorry, of
4: sorry, sorry. The point is, the point is, Jackson. Jackson has had his chances, and he means them. So every absolutely. like,
6: he's, think about it this way: right? if Harland has missed fourteen. 14 chances and how many goals does he have in the in the league right now? Let me even check. He has Let me even check. He's so if he's missed 14 I chances and eight. and he scored 8, right? Is that not better than
1: <laughs> No, that's exactly but that's, you're, you're explaining my point. He misses no, but, so many big chances, but he keeps getting chances. That's the thing. If you
6: see his ratio to if chances a, chances scored to chances missed is I yeah mean, but he has, about he has fans, the best like, ratio
1: we, we, in history. we one still of like oh one big ass chance that we should have scored, and then we just feel we are like, oh, if this person had scored this, we would have won the game. This is one millisecond in a ninety minute game like for right.
2: let, let me say let me say something like though about Holland. We're also talking about the guy who's probably in the best chance creation team in the world, right so not I don't think it's only the chances created when you're a striker, it's not just about. The chances—it's about mentality. So he's coming to a big club, number one. Num- so there's a bunch of pressure on him. People are trying to treat the guy like he's supposed to be some savior or hero. And he, not only does he have to adjust to that, he has to adjust to this horrible system, which is disjointed, gives him yes, no so support. No, but I'm just—I'm not saying it gives him a reason to just miss the chances. But I'm saying that we also have to factor in that the other effects of it. So just writing a guy off after six games is not fair. Just like, even if I don't like the way Porch is doing stuff, it's still time to rectify the issues he's doing right now. That's just how I feel I'll be
6: about honest it. with you, though. I'll be honest with you, Ray. Yeah. Because you say people um, expected him to be, you know, the one to save. That's a lie. No, I promise you, most people didn't expect him to be that. In fact, even the most pessimistic people about Jackson, this guy is, he's been underwhelming for those people as well. Like, we can't just say that oh, because he's young. You can't do that. This is what, what we're seeing from him is actually abysmal. It's abysmal. Like, if no, you, but if I didn't say you young, even if it was a 25 or 26 no, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just let me, just okay. let me, just let me get the whole point out, right? Because look at a striker like Oli Watkins, right? He was going through similar troubles than Jackson. I'm pretty sure he just put away the hardest chance he's seen this season, you know? Oli what Ollie Watkins. He, I'm pretty, he just. Yeah, but Ollie Wilkins is like 28. And like, he's a. Ugh, like, you say he's 28, but I'm sorry. Like, what does that have to do? What does he, that have he, to do? He, in no, front no, of no, goal? no, 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 no. So, if, you, if, if you're a player who's doing with team. the same team, No, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But when it's between you and that goalkeeper, when it's between you and that goalkeeper, that team being with the same team flies out the window. No, no. that's why you don't get my point. It's about mentality, right? No, because you keep keep, keep, keep keep giving excuses, like, and I don't understand why you're giving him these are so these excuses. I don't, I don't want to hear them because you say he's young, he's young, he's young. But, but we have young. I'm not using
2: "young" because even if we bought a 27 year old striker, he still has the pressure of being a Chelsea.
6: And he's not listen. It's
2: not going to change these
6: chances that these chances that Jackson's missing. You telling me that I'm being harsh? But when you're missing one in six, and, and it's not it's it's a bit it's more it's a bit more than one in six, especially because, especially if you count these offside chances. Let's be honest, this guy is not a threat in front of goal. Why why are we trying to kid ourselves here and say oh, he's young? Yeah, he's bro. young. That's listen, the I've because seen, he's only
1: played five matches.
6: I've like, seen I've seen nineteen year olds with more goal threat than him. I've bro, we 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 can see. Listen, Jeremy Doku. Doku has more goal threat than Jackson. Let's be honest. for Fofana has more goal threat than than Jackson. You say he's only played five matches. No, he hasn't only played five matches. He's played He played in the team that he can't no, just came I've been came watching for Fofana all like, season. Bro, and Datro he Fofana, have, he's, he's, yeah, got, he's way got way threat. more goal threat. He's got no, no, he ain't got way threat. more goal
2: threat. In terms of yes, build dribbling and stuff, Like, no, he doesn't.
6: In terms build-up of shooting up is not goal threat. That's bro, not a goal threat. Datro,
2: Datro is, if if you watch Datro right? He's a threat in terms of being elusive, like on the wing or when that he drops but in in is much of more bro, of a
6: threat one on one with a keeper, how many than, goals? Nicholas Jackson. Okay, how many goals
2: did he score this season? Zero.
6: Hmm. And I Datra? love
2: Datro. Yes, Datro hasn't scored a goal this season.
1: If I'm being, I've been, tough watching, on I,
2: I've been I've been watching every week. I watch him every Sunday at work. Trust me. Specifically, because I think he's gonna get fifteen years, and I like
6: Detro more than I like Jackson. I'm just listen, he he doesn't have a goal, but you know he's more like listen. From what I've seen with my own two eyes, I've seen Detro for fun. have more of a girlfriend than Jackson. I
1: honestly I hear it, yeah, but like he's gonna like, go. he's gonna. Like,
6: I don't I, I don't I don't know why Rafe is doing this because he's he's arguing against his his entire being. This is Mister No Strikers at my club. I'm not listening. I'm not listening (laughs) to you. By the way, that's the funny thing. Listen, no strikers at my club, but you like goal scorers. But I'm hearing you defend Jackson for his impotence in front of goal. He's He's not a striker. Listen, I'm sorry, but Rafe, 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 tell me now. This is this. Listen, listen, listen. I have to ask you a serious question. When you see Jackson running through on goal, do you feel like this is going to be a Chelsea goal? No. Thank you. That's that's, um, that's that's enough then. That's enough.
2: No, but so I add context to why I say that. I'm fi- like I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be fair with my assessment. Like everybody that came into this team, this entire team has been bought. They need to form relationships, that affects their mentality, especially when you're a goal scorer, right? You're in front of goal. People think it's easy when you're in front of the goal. It's not like something where you just some people they just have that stealing mentality when they can do it. Some people have the potential, but the mentality is not there. Right, and you can build that with confidence to your manager, the um, and 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 the players around you, and it's like they're all finding their way, and that's not even the experience thing. If you brought somebody to twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight, they still have to kill. So if a player is playing shit in six, seven games, I'm not looking at that. But if we reach half the season and it's still the same, that's when it's it's more than time to put them on the bench. But it's like it's six games, be in it's shit it and the players around him. Time, are be in shit. It's,
6: it's more than, than time better. to bench him. How long the... Sorry, sorry, so just, just before just before I let Mackin go, right? How long did it take you to say that Ben Benchowa needs to be benched? <laughs> Yo, all right, let's it actually go took back.
2: a season. Uh, it actually took a season for me to say Benchowa. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah,
6: right? yeah. Let Mackin go, man. Let Mackin go. Rafe yeah. Rafe you're trying to protect his agendas. Yo, man.
2: SO, man. Okay. <laughs> I literally waited a season to say bench the guy. <laughs> I literally I waited a four season the, This is
6: a kukaria fan I'm listening to you man I don't know <laughs>
2: And you play this season? No you
6: know? Oh praise God man Praise God. God
3: Yeah. yeah. No that cracks me up man I ain't gonna lie um, But uh, you know I've been listening to all the back and forth Like from everyone I think everything everyone says Could all mutually be true um, You know there's some things Obviously you know that we can factor in here and there, but the the baseline is, Nico Jackson hasn't been, you know, he's not in form right now, and he's not been good enough. That's the truth. Whatever reason that's causing it, it's it's pretty clear that you know his confidence is shot and all that, right? So that needs to be sorted out. Um, my the point I wanted to bring, and I'm seeing kind of like a resurgence from um, another striker from Liverpool. Um, what's his name? The guy that scored uh, that was
6: missing awesome. chances. Ask, ask, ask Rafe. Ask Rafe if I had Darwin stocks. Ask <laughs> Rafe knows I had Darwin stocks.
3: Yeah, he, yeah, and I, I, I remember you do. Doing... because Darwin
6: oh. missed chances
3: last season. <laughs> he you know, he last... was missing like chances that you know we could score. You know,
6: blindfold. Darwin has something season. that Jackson Jackson will never get, and it's it's unfortunate for him. He's got no, but... instinct. No, He's okay. <laughs> Can I say? Yeah, this? yeah, go ahead. Go
0: ahead. So, I hear what you're saying, yeah? But personally, I feel like the Jackson thing has been forced by the fan base. I feel like it's just picking on the guy at this point. I mean, he has missed chances, don't get me wrong. But Sterling, nobody's more like, what's the word, guilty as much as Sterling. It's just Fact. because Jackson's the focal point and all that. But Sterling's actually a corporate as well. You know, just you always...
6: I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. Listen, as much as I want to, as much as I want to, like, you know, back sterling and he's been horrible horrendous
1: and to be very honest with you i have much higher standards for sterling than i do anyone else on the squad exactly because you are literally like he has over 100 goals in prem he should be doing better i'm sorry he's too old to be acting sorry
2: you know what's funny i'm gonna be against everybody on this one i think sterling has been horrendous but you know what to expect from Sterling. You know that he has bad decision-making. You know he meets his stupid goals. Like, for me, this is just an average Sterling like, thing. He's going to be inconsistent. Um, as much as I don't like his performances in front of goal, let's be honest, he's one of the more likely people to, to score. That's I agree. 100%. He's, he's, he's uh, and and,
6: and you know what it is? It, it's it is. It, it, stuff, it, it, that's, it, it. that's why it makes it more. like You can't defend it because he's, he is the seasoned vet. Especially in the attack. He is England's what? He's Man City's second highest goal scorer. One of England's most capped current players right now. Vice captain. All of these he has all of these accolades to his name. Right? And deservedly so. But please, 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 why why do you do the things you do when you do them? Like Sterling's the type of player that he will make he will do the first thing right, the second thing right, the third thing right, the fourth thing right. Now it's now the fifth now it's time for that fifth action, the most crucial action. He will try to chop it and it will go 50 yards. For what reason? Like why do you do these things? Some he'll try he'll try to kick the ball in an awkward way. Why do yeah. you do these things?
0: Like, bro, his touch, his touch is never perfect.
5: It's just, it's, just, it's
0: just annoying, man. His decision-making is not bad. It's terrible. It's horrendous. The decision-making
6: uh, is frightening. But I feel like this uh, is decision-making all across the board.
0: Like, what was he thinking yesterday? I know Tori's is like... I know Tori said earlier. She was like, oh, um, you know, we amplify one chance. And, like, Chelsea fans and all that. I hear that. But, Tori, honestly, that chance he had yesterday, if he, if he made the right decision... Because he was not offside. If he made the right decision to pass Jackson, you know, it would have changed the game. I don't know what you think, but yeah.
1: I agree. I agree, but like we've all said, we know Sterling's decision-making is horrendous. So, (laughs) of course he was going to shoot there.
6: Honestly, right, if you look at the quality of the chances right, that we've created against Villa versus the quality of chances that we had to defend against Villa, which one, like, I know Villa had more chances, but whose chances were more? Like, what more clear cut? I think it was Chelsea's, and that is that is the biggest problem. Like, we can continue to say, Oh, yeah, Jackson's young, Jackson's young, but let's be real. Out of the most of the players, he's more he's one of the older players in our team. <laughs> That's how scary it is. He Sterling or Jackson? No, Jackson, he's 24. Is it like
0: 22? Uh, I 22. I'm pretty no, sure he's, so he's, no,
2: he's, oh, he's
0: 24. Check not
6: 24. Nicholas Jackson is. I'm pretty sure he's 24.
0: You see what I'm saying? This is the agenda. I feel is being picked, posed against the guy. I'm not. I'm not trying to knock Jackson you, is as...
1: 22 years old, according
6: to he's point. 22. He's still, and, and that's the scariest thing. He's still amongst the oldest in our squad at 22. <laughs> at 22, he's still amongst the oldest. One of the oldest in our squad, and I think. I think with, with with him, right? We've got to do this. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I think play him off the left, man. Or oh, oh, play him off the left. He's a winger. Like I've said this all. So well, like man just run into space
2: from the left. Do you know,
6: bro? Rafe, do you know how Rafe, when did I say he was a winger? I think it was preseason.
2: No, you said he's a he's a winger in strikers in a striking body, something
6: like that, Well um, yeah. I've been I've been seeing this guy as a winger, bro. He doesn't have striker instincts. And that's whoever brought up Darwin, God bless you, because that's, that's the key difference. That Amen. Is the key difference. Well, he's a winger. He was a winger majority of his time. And then they
2: converted him. That's, when, that's, uh, cool.
6: Uh, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. But he's not employed as a winger for Chelsea Football Club. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I don't. I, I'm like, yeah. That's but Darwin Nunes, Darwin Nunes is a striker. He's got that arrogance. He's got his, he's not even, uh, yeah, he is arrogance. He's got that mentality of a striker. He, listen, he can fuck up. In my, my language, sorry. He can mess up 30 times, but he will still be there for the 31st. Do you know what I'm saying? But uh, Jackson is play. like that,
5: dude.
6: No, he's not. Cause Jackson, Jackson, Jackson won't take a shot. You know, he's, like, the thing
5: is, Nunes looked worse than Jackson last year. So this, that doesn't make
6: any sense. Exactly. No. It, it does though It, it does because And
1: Nunes was bought For way more money If you let
6: me If you let me If you let me Land right Yeah J- Like Nunes Looked way worse Than Jackson True He looked way worse But I'm not gonna lie The positions He was getting himself in Were natural These were Where you want Your striker to be He was doing the things You want your striker to do It just wasn't clicking Yeah but It's not conf- the same With Jackson for example, Nunez will have a crack. He will take a shot. I don't see Jackson just trying to shoot. I don't see him trying to do the things that strikers do. He gets the ball, he gets his, he gets the ball head down, and runs. <laughs> Bro, I think his confidence is low. I'm not
0: going to lie, personally. No. But yeah, Josie, Josie, do that. No, saying, SL man?
2: is right to some degree. Um, he has certain instincts that need to be erased. He plays like a winger. But I also believe when he drops in deep, he really does help the team and he gets other people involved. Like, there's so many assists that he could have had even in that really game that people don't talk about. That's not just him missing chances. And we should just do that in that way. You know what
6: I'm saying? I hear it. But even when he drops deep, yeah, that's... that's I'm, I'm putting the blame on Poch because your striker should never be... His, his thing should never be dropping deep more than his thing. Even Harry Kane didn't do that. You don't... Yes, yeah, strikers should never drop deep more than they are a part of that front line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's because... Go ahead. No, no, no. no. no it's fine.
3: No, no, no. I was just saying, like, in the beginning, you brought up a huge point that I was actually clapping over here on mute when you were talking about our uh, front four being so flat, right? Uh-huh. And it's kind of like man-on-man market. And I, and that's kind of where I, I'm, like, I'm blaming Potch in all this whole thing, Um is... You, you, could, you could see the clear difference between how we play and set up in the front versus how like City, for instance, set up, right? Because they always create problems and mismatches um, depending on where they're coming in. If they're coming in from the right with Walker, uh, you know, coming in and, you know, putting in those early crosses, you can always see Holland, you know, playing like the head of the arrow um, in that front three. So it actually confuses the back, the two central backs of any of our, um of their um you know the 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 rivals. Um, they don't know who they they're supposed to mark. So I think like maybe it's because of the profile of Jackson not being like a traditional all-out striker that is causing Poch to do certain things up front. But like if we had like traditional like threats um, as a striker in there, um, I think maybe you know that could change a little bit. And even during the The preseason when we had Nkunku um, playing most, you know, central, you can see that Poch sometimes played him as that, you know, as that primary striker up front because, again, of the profile. So, yes, I do agree that not one striker will come in here and save us from this current debacle. But I think if we have the right profile of a striker, true out-and-out scorer, um, maybe we will be flexible um, a little bit in the, in the upfront to kind of cause more problems. But right now, it's so flat, so predictable that people just sit back and they just do man marking and we can't yeah. create any click or chances.
0: All right, before we change topic, I want to get Judah and Josie's uh, reaction to the whole Jackson and Sterling and big chances we keep missing.
5: Josie, what were you saying, man? Yeah, you know, it just, it just looks similar to the same problems we've had forever, you know. It's not like it's anything new. It's just different human beings, the same problems. Literally, that's what's going on. And um, the Jackson stuff is like, how many games has he actually played? Like, I don't know, is it six or is it five or six in the prep, bro? Yeah, six, six. like mm-hmm. six games, uh, one goal. That's better than Kai Havertz right right now, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> he's not, so, you know, he's having terrible misses at the moment, but it's like he's just. I feel like there's some scapegoating that's going on here, like for sure, for sure. I mean, like he's missing
0: chances, big chances, you know. But at the same time, I feel everybody's being too so harsh on the guy. But look at him at the yellow card thing. Like people bashed him for so much for the yellow card stuff. I don't get why he's
5: getting so many yellow cards, but like. He keeps he talking back come. to the refs for their stupid decisions and then he forgets getting, getting a yellow but card for the scent is, is
6: so stupid, man. Yeah. He keeps that's why he keep, Bro, but I think three of his yellow cards are from the scent. Yeah, I that's just being like even when he got against Villa, he didn't get out of Martinez's way. Yeah, that was
5: Martinez shot the ball at him.
6: Like was, so because, because he didn't get out of the way, he didn't <laughs> clear. like Martinez if you saw him, Martinez waved like three times and he said I and he just kicked at him. But you I know mean,
5: the funny I, thing, I always out. do that on FIFA.
0: I didn't know it wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Martinez is a shit house guy as well, so he's, he's he really wants to do stuff like that. You know,
6: oh, uh, just... yeah. Some of the saves Martinez made, man, and the way he was celebrating, I was like, bro, that wasn't even a good save, man. The striker, <laughs> the, the attacker, just helped you, man.
0: Like, he was why is it back Sterling, man. Sterling, especially, bro. Like, what was Sterling? even Enzo? Oh,
6: even Enzo.
1: I wanted, I wanted to talk about Enzo, actually.
6: Oh, go on. He's, yeah, we could talk about Enzo, man. Because I feel like there's two... There's it's, it's, it's becoming an agenda war again
1: with Enzo. Yeah. I, I literally tweeted something about Enzo today and like people were in the comments like, oh, he's terrible. He hasn't done anything for the club. And you know what? I think that everyone is being a bit harsh once again. I don't
6: don't even think it's harsh. I just think they're just lying to themselves.
1: Yeah, like, Uh, even when we were terrible, like, as an under-Lampard, terrible. Literally, Enzo was still outperforming all of the midfielders in Prem in his metrics. We're starting to
6: behave like United fans, the way they complain about Bruno, even though he's their best player.
1: Literally. like Like, Enzo... And the truth is, Enzo is currently being misused. Like, I don't understand this whole wanting to play him high when he's the best deep-lying playmaker that there is. Why are we playing yeah. him at the 10? I mean, because it's, it's,
6: like, it's like if you put, the, if you put the, the, the leader of the orchestra and you tell him to go play clarinet four, man, what's, what's, <laughs> and you're confused that he's not playing clarinet the way he's supposed to play clarinet. But when you take him out of that place and you put him in... Into where he was designed to operate, the whole orchestra is, is sounding beautiful. That is exactly what we're doing with Enzo. And and, and people love to do this thing here, yeah, but it was one hundred and four million pounds. But yeah, <laughs> so what? So what if it was one hundred and five million pounds? Like, does he the, is he the one that decides his price tag? But yeah. do you guys think
0: you guys think she have like a free roll? I mean, Poch is fucking up, but that's not. It's not... not even
6: a free role. It's a. It's basically you see what we were doing with Potter, and we just didn't have that profile to help him in in the middle of the park. Now we have two, maybe three of that profile to help him. Our has moved him away, and he's put Gallagher. In. And and you know what I hate, yeah, because the way Poch is trying to play, I don't even think. He, I think, bro, it's not even like it's, there's tactics there, but the way this team is trying to play actually suits Enzo deeper and Gallagher forward because Enzo can find that first ball out and then the attack, you know, it goes, it probably goes to Augusto. Augusto's looking for someone. These men, everyone wants to crowd the box. It doesn't make sense because we're coming up against a low block. So the defender's already going to be there. But then because of that, you want to cut it back. And who's gonna be crashing the box late? And how do you think he scored most of his goals for Palace? So, but I don't even want Gallagher there. I think Palmer should be there just so we can have someone, someone who could play in between the lines. Maybe that will drag Sterling to play in between the lines as well.
2: All
1: of Palmer's cameos have been average or below, though, in my opinion.
2: What do you think?
1: I think all of Palmer's Palmer's average. Yeah, I don't like him. He, he, no, actually, but, I actually,
2: I would not sold on the guy. I actually rate him. No, what I've seen it's like then though. Like
0: he hasn't been given enough game time as well. Yeah, so, I, I'm.
1: That's what I'm saying. His cameos, like in the but time I'm that seeing... he's been on, I don't know. To me, he's been average or below average. No,
2: so, I think you know what it is? Uh, his, is his, positioning. So. his positioning. His positioning in those positions. They're, like I don't. It's underrated, but like the the positions he's taken up to kind of help everybody uh, do what they it's do is like the definition of
6: attendance. It's because he's playing in the half spaces, man. That's what he's been coached to do under Pep. He's been coached to play in the half spaces. And because we've got no one who does that, like, I can't even blame Enzo because that's not his game. That's just not his game. like, like I, know, sure. I know Sterling can do it because I've seen him do it, right? But Sterling, it feels like he's got... I feel, I feel that for him personally it looks like he's trying to do everything. Bro, that guy. Than, but Sterling guy only so much. Sterling, Sterling should never be the person you lean on to get you a result. the <laughs> best is <laughs> <Sterling's laughs> best when, he's, when he can focus on one thing he's doing.
0: Yeah. You know, but yeah, I'm curious to know Judah. Judah, what are we saying, man, about what the guys have said so far? what can you say? I know you have a lot to say about Jackson. <laughs> uh, yeah. okay. Bro, I'm
4: not going to crash it on him anymore. Like, so I've done justice to that. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> there's no point in me cracking it on Jackson anymore. Um, Look, uh, like, I'm just going to say like, from the beginning of the season, I've always said that like, Jackson is not a top six club starting striker. Like. If anything, he should be, like, the second striker, like, the back-up. And I was saying it for the life of me. I don't know why this club didn't go for Vlaovic. And um, I know Esso was one of the people that didn't, didn't want Vlaovic, but I know he actually met saying that, oh, yeah, we need another striker, but he just wasn't on Vlaovic. But for me, I was like, bro, get him in, man. Like, at the end of the day, he and, um, what's it called, Jackson will be competing for minutes right now, like... At the end of the day, right now we would have had, you know, um of to, to be playing for us instead of Jackson, but I mean it is what it is, though. It is what it is. They put for some reason side to stick with Jackson. So we just have to like ride it out. And um people are forgetting like this Jackson guy is actually going for um Afghana, what's it called as well, in um January. So I think, I just feel like it's one of two things. Either the club just felt like, okay, Tony is their absolute number one priority. And, you know, they just like to wait for him till January. Or they didn't really plan and they didn't really realize that Jackson won't be able to really like, lead the line that well. But anyways, moving on from Jackson here, I just feel like the old players as say like, oh, like not just Jackson, like bro. It missed a lot of chances, man, like ooh, a lot of chances. Like I can I can't count how many chances Galaga Stelling or um, Wells, you know, like chances that they should be putting in the back of the net. That they miss. That's why I'm like this whole issue, yeah, it's not just on porch. It's on the players as well. Like porch is not the only one that, you know, has to take all the blame. The players have to take a large portion of the blame as well. And yeah, what else have we have we talked on? Um and also, yeah, you guys were talking about like the way Poch sets the formation and stuff. I was just going to say, um we don't really necessarily need to play like Man City because I know Man City um use their wingers and half spaces, but I feel like that's just because of the type of players he has. Um if we look at Brighton, Mitoma like oh, it's, oh, it's, it Doesn't you don't, you don't find him in half spaces and stuff like that. So I just feel like at the end of the day, it just depends on the um, type of players or wingers you have available to you. And for some reason, like our attack has not just been able to gel. And I don't know if that's a poached thing or just, I don't know, probably he's not the right combination of attackers or something, but I still have hope anyways. I'm not one of the porch out people. I feel like... Um, he's still, he's still going to get it right and I feel like he's still going to uh, put us on the right track at the end of the day so yeah
0: I, I think the porch out is actually a good um segue because I think Poch out then is too early but do you guys think Poch is strong enough to lead us, to lead Chelsea because at the moment it's not looking like he is do
1: no Boo. tomato, <laughs> tomato I never <laughs> wanted this guy Everyone even wanted him. Mm. So, like, I don't know why we allowed a Spurs man to be our coach. I'm sorry. Like, the most notable thing that he did was take Spurs to a Champions League final that they inevitably lost. Like, I'm bored. Do something. And he hasn't done anything. And since he's come to Chelsea, I don't know. Like, I just think that he's just such a wuss. He played so good in preseason. He abandoned everything that we did in preseason and decides to play a completely different way just because one person gets injured. Like, grow up. That's football, and that's part of life. Like, he should have just continued doing what we were doing. I don't understand this. Chilwell, a winger shift, and Corwell, our left back. It doesn't make sense, quite frankly.
2: Wait, Tori, speaking about the Chilwell thing, you realize yeah. the guy hasn't played in two straight games. You don't find that weird? I, he didn't start, you know what I mean like, he, didn't he didn't start, start that's
1: true I think he's trying to I think he, he wants to give Mudric a run of games Which I think is the best thing to do Because, like, Mudric is actually okay But, I mean I'm just talking about it, like, in general Like, I just didn't understand the idea to do that In the first place And what? even still, he's persisting with Cole As a left back, even though he is a strong Central defender I don't understand Do you
2: know what? I realize why. Because he wants... I don't know what it is. He, he's trying to avoid Kukurea, number one at left back. And <laughs> number two, we as we all know, Mudrick and um, Chilwell can't function because they take up the same wide position. Um,
1: Deadass. Pro- I'd rather see Kukurea yeah. right now. I, I Listen,
2: I've been, I've been telling y'all, man. I'm glad you came back. Listen, you're on the right side of history. But nope. when it comes yeah. to, like, Ch- uh, uh, Colwell. Being a left back. Maybe defensively he can do it. But in terms of just coming inside and being able to be an outlet like who is, he doesn't he can't do that. He's not it, it's just not gonna work. So that's why every time Mudder comes off, Ben comes off because Ben is gonna be running out wide and receiving the ball. And to be honest, he does come out and he does give a spot to the team off the bench. I'll be honest. But it's not working. We can't play that guy as a starting left back. You either have to pick Matson, which I'm not sure because of that contract situation, or you gotta pick Kukure and give him a chance. And he's probably gonna yeah. end up playing against Brighton um this Wednesday. And so we'll see what he really can do. Um, hopefully he's good and then he can start again because Chile's not the guy and allegedly they might even they're thinking about even selling Chilwell, which is hilarious. Uh
0: um, yeah, yeah, like we'll come to that. Um Yeah, but
1: yeah. I was just going to say, in terms of Poch, I just don't like his decision making. It's just all over the place. And it's not, it doesn't feel like the decision making of somebody that's confident. And I don't like that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I see Judah wants to say something before we go to Mackie and Josie. Judah, what are you saying? I saw
4: you wanted to say something earlier. No, 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 no. I'm good. You can, can go to others.
0: All right. So yeah, I mean, about the porch thing, like he caved, he caved, he had, he just had to cave because he saw walking and, and he some people really wanted Modric to play. So eventually he's like, you know, let me, give, let me give Modric a run of games and stuff. But also he keeps taking Modric off first, which makes no sense. I mean, yesterday, Jackson was like our worst player and you take off Modric when Modric was like our bright spark and everything. So that doesn't really make sense. The substitutions don't make sense. He doesn't really seem to impose his style of play into what he's doing. I don't know what Mackin and Josie think, but, yeah, what what we Well, let me just say
2: something to what you said about what you think. One thing I will say is, as a coach, I think he's good enough to notice that Mudrick and Ben Chilwell cannot play the same... uh, They just just cannot play at the same time, which is good. So, it means that there's a lot of things that he sees, but for some reason, he wants to continue to persist. Now, I said I like coaches that are... um, stubborn because they have one way of playing. And then if you keep doing something, uh, the positive things hopefully stick and then you eventually just, you filter out the negative. But the bad thing is in the short term, there's so many things that he's doing that are stubborn that you as a fan, you're gonna be pissed off of. So like, at the same time, I like stubborn coaches, but I hate them because coaching is a part of being, uh, coaching somebody is being stubborn and getting the same thing into them over and over again. But also, the thing is, the negatives of that, of you being stubborn, is also going to affect the team and the results. So, it's like a, it's it's a weird thing with Poch. That's how I, am just so, it's it's mixed for me. It's It's not
0: helping because we're not winning as well. For winning, then yeah, but we're not winning. But I hear what you're saying. Jesse Mackin, what are we saying?
3: No, no, I think everybody's kind of said what needs to be said, because um, Poch, I, I think personally, he's just... Overcomplicating things sometimes. Um, Rate's points about Chilwell and Mudric is a really good one in terms of okay, you can kind of put some logic behind his thought process. But like some other things here and there, like especially the substitutions and you know not starting Palmer in certain games when you know makes sense to start him and keep on repeating. You know the whole Gallagher thing. Um, you know, things like that, I can't defend. And they are fair questions to be asking, Poch. Um, but again, just like I agree with r- Ray, like I'd rather a coach be stubborn, but at the same time, pragmatic in identifying issues and trying to find solutions um, to those issues when it makes sense. Um, it's going to just be painful for the next you know few weeks, again, because we're not winning and our, our forwards are not, not putting in. But in the long term, Repetition, repetition is the only way you can drill things into these players and you know, for them to actually improve. We saw the opposite last season when Potter was doing five, six different variations and everybody was confused on the pitch. Um, we saw a with lampard. So if you ask me to choose one or the other, I would rather you go with a stubborn coach that at least has a, a somewhat of a proven track record and can potentially get the positives out of that repetition. But he is out.
0: to be being- I mean, when Ray said stubborn coaches, what came to my mind was Tupul, Conte, and Sari. These guys were stubborn, but they won games. At the end of the season, they always felt like we had to win trophies and stuff. So you can't just be stubborn and not deliver at the same time. Yeah, yeah, but it
5: took
3: time, right? To be fair, right? Yeah. Even Sarri, that's one of the reasons he left Chelsea, because the fan base yeah. were not patient enough for him to implement his system that takes time. Conte, yeah. he was stubborn. He eventually switched to the back three. And... You know, he stuck with that even when, you know, Ivanovich and all these guys were, you know, heading downwards. He still continued playing them. So, yeah. yes, it, it, it's it's easier to say it works when, you know, you win championships. But what's the um, single um, factor there? There was time for them to actually implement that their stubborn tactics. Sometimes it worked. Sometimes it didn't. But it's six games in. And that's why I'm kind of like all the people saying pouch out. I'm like, y'all were just, you know, I know you, you fell as kids because that that's not that's that's not our issue right here, and we've not given this guy enough time. So I get it, but let's just see how things play out.
7: Yeah.
0: All right, Josie, what are we saying, bro? What are we saying about Pochettino?
7: Yeah, you know, I I didn't really want him when we were looking for a coach. Uh, I was a bit underwhelmed, but then when he arrived, he like grew on me. He grew on me. For I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll accept the Spursy guy for this main time. You know, I was like, okay, let me. And then the mindset, the mindset, I was sold. Like, when, the difference between, like, the mindset of, like, Lampard always blaming everyone else and uh Graham, Graham Porter acting like a PE teacher, a people bully, like, the difference was, like, staggering. I was so excited. I was like, yeah, this guy gets it. And he puts so much pressure on himself. And it couldn't have gone worse. So it's just, he's in a situation now that he's raised our expectations like dramatically, sold us on all this stuff. He's he's basically put his own head on a stick before the season started. And it's gone like as wor- as bad as it could possibly go. <laughs> like that's what's happened. Uh, so yeah, I, I'm going to back him just because he he's not an excuse maker. He, he doesn't, he he made a little bit of some excuses after this last loss. I could tell that he started shaking a bit. Now he actually feels like, oh, my God, if I don't start making excuses, my job is actually going to be on the line. Before, he wasn't thinking. So he he made a little tiny, stupid excuses after the last game. But he usually doesn't do that. And I'm just going to back him until it gets better because I like his mindset. So that, that's my yeah. view on court.
0: Yeah,
7: I think he's uh, right. me.
2: Team- team- yeah, let me just say one thing. Um, yeah. like, kind of like Josie, I wasn't super duper keen on him at, at the beginning. Um, one thing I liked is like the pressing we saw him preseason and all that. I also feel like even if we're going to fire him, let's not do this thing where we don't form an identity before we do. Cause let's say we want to get someone else. Like, like you want to continue the consistency of like having possession based press, pressing high, intense pressing. Mm-hmm work rate, and that be the template for the next coach. So he needs to at least lay the foundation before we punt him away. And I think it's going to be painful, but at least let him do that. And if you want to fire him after the season, it looks like we're near relegation, because at that point you definitely got to get rid of him. But let him lay the foundation of that brand and that identity so that whoever this next coach is, they are in line with that. And then at least the team doesn't have to relearn a whole new system. Or even if they're going to relearn a whole new system, they'll have a majority of it laid by him. So that's why yeah. I'm not really against this, you know, giving him time and everything. It doesn't mean I think he's going to win as a bunch of stuff, but I think he's going to lay the foundation of giving us an identity, which we need. I hear you. But to counter it, before we move
0: to a different conversation, to counter it, you remember, I think after we start Conte, we we're like, okay, we're going to move to a new brand of football and go like attacking football and go with Saris style. Lampard style of possession base, and I think after a while we saw been working, and when we took all cool style, so we've done that for a while. You know, the uh, uh, what do you call it? attacking football, pressing, and all that. But... No, 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 he not
2: Because if you, if you, if we're going to be honest, Conte, like the manager we had before, Conte, um, Mourinho, these guys, they had a similar brand of like low block, mid block, high pressing, yada 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 yada. But playing possession based ball is is literally like the opposite like it's you went from heads to tails now and that's what we've been doing for four years and we've never let any manager actually sit there and build it with a squad um ever sorry did it and he tried it then we had lampard he fucked everything so we went backwards and then we tried to went, go for the two show then we bought a new team and he got seven games with it and then he was done you know what i'm saying
0: we can't fair fall point. into that trap again fair point all right before we move on to a new conversation. Um... Okay, actually, not before. Uh, let's talk about Thiago Silva because we're going to round up soon. This is like the last topic. So we could talk about Thiago Silva. We could talk about Todd Bowley and Clay Lake. So, you know, whichever you guys feel is best suited. But I remember Ray and I were talking yesterday and Rate was like, it seems like we're going to drop Thiago Silva soon. The problem I have is I don't like this people trying to use this 39-year-old rubbish to judge him. And in my eye, he only made one mistake yesterday. You know, but yeah. So what are we saying, bro, about Thiago Silva? Yeah. All right, sorry, uh, What were we saying about Thiago Silva
2: before we go to Judah?
1: Um, you see, I've always been a firm believer of. I really like Thiago Silva, and I always protect him. However, yesterday's m- mistake was it wasn't good because people were, have already been calling for his head all season. Like this, just kind of exacerbates that. And, you know what, I'm not saying play him or don't play him, but I do think he's one of the better central defenders in our squad, even though he's 39, full stop. So, especially with the fact that Badia Shile is not ready to play yet, I don't think it even makes sense to drop him, because who are you going to play? I mean, Disasi is like, meh. For me personally wow like, the agenda is crazy. an agenda against the sassy if i be i like i i like him but he's slow and he's big and he reminds me of maguire i'm sorry <laughs> like the only thing that i like the only thing is that like yes if i was a striker and i was running up at the sassy i'd be scared like genuinely mm. he's humorous. but he doesn't offer much to me like i can i see him getting caught out all the time and i don't like that Mm -hmm. so yeah but on tiago silva though like i i I think it's just one mistake every defender has a mistake like in them so like i don't think it's something to be like oh yes he needs to be dropped absolutely but i definitely think that you know He's the I I can I can hear the argument that maybe he should just rest on the bench mm. for a game, you know. <laughs> so yeah.
0: <laughs> Alright, cool. Um Judah what are we saying, bro? About Tiago Um yeah no no I'm
4: man. Um so yeah, um Tiago um <laughs> I expected him to be faced out a long time ago, like, <laughs> I mean like a long time ago, I mean probably like maybe two games ago, or like, no, actually, after the international break, yeah, exactly, yeah, so I expected him to face out after the international break. Um, but, I don't know, for some reason, he hasn't seemed to do it, and... Uh, I don't know. Like, at what point is he actually planning on <laughs> on facing him out? Like, is it when when they take off the tough games? Because you know we literally already had our easy games. So I oh, don't know. Wait, is it is, sorry, it, is it Yeah. My question
1: is, why does he need to be phased out? Like, what's the reason? Because,
4: look, it's thirty nine, man. Like, he's not going to no. be here any longer. No, so, seriously. Is he not? No, I, I don't care about his age. I care about
1: capability. If he's capable, then he should play. If he's 50 years old and he's better than what we have, then he should play. I don't get it. If you're telling me, if what you're saying is that, yes, Thiago Silva is worse than all of the defenders that we have, then I say, okay, fine. But you can't just tell me that he's 39, so therefore he should be phased out
4: what well, I don't know how well, is it really better than <laughs> than all the defenders we have. I don't know about that. Though I feel like I feel like if Badashile comes back and um is back fits, I feel like that's when you know it's probably going to be phased out. I I honestly don't see um him keep persisting on you know, starting like um silver over if it's Badashile. But I guess we we'll just have to wait and see um. It's like, it's got nothing to, like, no disrespect to Silva or anything like that. But I just feel like, um, at one point or the other, it just we just have to. And and people are forgetting that um, Poch is someone that likes, like, he loves playing with the line, yeah? And we've not been able to do that. And I feel like one of the reasons why we've not been able to do that is, is to accommodate Thiago Silva. And by the time he probably faces him out, we would, like, start seeing more of the line and, yeah... Yeah, I just feel like at some point there that we just have to phase him out, man. Like regardless <laughs> of how good he's looking or not.
0: Let's see. I, I think it's what he brings to the pitch, though. But uh, hey, I just I feel I also on someone saying saying because people are like, eh, we can't really think of what he does bad, so we will just say he's thirty nine. So that's problem I don't like, you know. But you know, it, it is what it is. Josie, yeah, so yeah, actually,
4: yeah. Actually, sorry, I was just going to say I agree. Like it's getting a lot of unnecessary 8 and bashing, but yeah, I mean. You can just say you want him to be phased out without bashing him or, or without, you know, um making up uh, stuff that he's not at fault for. So yeah. But my
6: question would be, why would you want a player to be phased out if he's actually not a not negative? No, but it's not to a that thing as
0: well. No, I just
4: I just I just told you one kind of neg- one sort of negative though. Poch loves you know, playing with the highlight and we've not seen a highline this and why do you think that's
6: that's negative, I mean he's not negative overall. Oh. Yeah, but, but, yeah, yeah, well, this is what it is, though. <laughs> I, I just, I just, I just, I think he's been scapegoated, man. I really do think he's has been scapegoated, and, like, you know what, yesterday gave people the ammunition they finally needed against other. <laughs> I know, I know, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, like with 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 Thiago, I don't I don't see him being the problem more often than not. It was the Sassy. To be fair, he did have an all right game today, but I mean yesterday. But like, I think this four at the back thing is lit. This five at the back or playing three centre backs, I think, is mainly to do with a uh, lack of height in the squad, uh, that's why he's playing Hallwell a uh, six three, centre back. You know, let's say. Thiago's 5'11. The Sassy's like 6'2, 6'3, maybe even 6'4. You know, Heck, he's playing these guys to combat height. But then again, I also have the issue of okay, but Palmer's 6'2. He's taller than Gallagher. Play him then. And you can go back to playing four at the back because you still have the same amount of players in the squad that are above 6'. is 6'. You know, like he might not be like the best in the air, but. <laughs> like uh, I don't know, man, because it's it's like, do you sacrifice height for the for the benefit of the of the of your team? I say yes. I say you do whatever you need to do to make the whole team better. Yeah, balance. And then again, you, it can be said that if I was to throw someone out that back line, I would take Thiago Silva out just because it allows us to have a more natural left and right partnership, as as well as. Then again, <laughs> yeah who's really the fast one? Even if you bring Badi a who's really the fast one in that partnership?
0: But don't you guys think it's easy because it's easy to even drop to over because of his age? But for some reason, he keeps playing. So why is that like he's playing? I mean, I don't... For example, like Conte, when Conte came, Terry was like 35 and he phased him out. I, I can't really think... Oh, uh, what's the name? Sari came. Uh, Cahill was like... I can't remember how old, but he phased him out as well. So you get what I mean? So... Obviously, there's something Tiago Silva brings to the table. So, it's just interesting to, to observe. He's our best defender. Yeah. It's just sad, though. It's sad. Because when he first came to Chelsea, nobody thought he would last this long. It's just... It's crazy to see how... You know. Alright. Mackin and Josie. I've not heard about your Tiago Silva. Ray as well, actually. I've not heard about your Tiago Silva. Take. What are we saying?
7: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man, guys, I, I think that nah Tiago Silva, like Tiago Silva hate is almost like blasphemy in a way. I don't know. It's like <laughs> that's how it feels. It feels a bit weird, I swear. Like when I hear it, it feels a bit weird. It's like he's actually the best defender we have at the club. And he's like almost 40. And in this in this team that they ripped everyone else apart because they were like twenty-five, they left this guy in there. And there was a reason why they left him in there. Now, I'm not saying he should play for us until he's on the crutches or whatever. But uh, as long as he can do the job <laughs> and until someone else comes. Now, I hear what uh, my man was saying about Badia coming back into the team and stuff. Fair enough. But even when he comes back, like, isn't Silva better than Disassi? Like, Yeah. Yeah, so is it him you're really going to be looking at?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
7: It's just
0: as I'm saying, know, it's, sad, bro. it's sad. Like it's it's a scapegoat thing as well. Everybody's just like, eh, because thirty nine, drop him. No, like I mean, Judah gave a fair reason, you know. But like other people on Twitter and stuff, you know.
2: I want to hear Marking point, and then I I want to say something because it's going
3: to be controversial. Wow. All right,
0: sure. Marking, what are we
2: saying, bro?
3: Yeah, like for the Thiago Silva thing. Uh, yes, he's lost the step. Um. I I can't blame him too much. But at the same time, uh, you know, the personnel that we have to, you know, replace him is kind of thin. So um, I I think he's okay, right? Obviously, you know, the mistakes are going to be magnified since we're not winning. But um, again, I'm I'm not worried. He has enough experience. And when, you know, the right time comes, I think Poch is going to just, you know, bench him for a couple of games. But I think people are kind of pushing it (laughs) to extremes. But yeah, I'm going to back him. We have Desai, we have decent backups. And once, you know, the rest of the the squad comes back, I think we'll we'll be in better shape. Defense hasn't been our problem, so I'm not too worried about that.
0: Mm. I mean, I'm I'm curious to see when this rest of the squad comes back. Because besides Mkunku, I can't really see
6: anybody else, you know. I mean told
0: me, Nkuku is the rest of the squad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like when he says "rest of the squad," I'm just like, who else? I mean, because we're not our, our depth? Our center back depth, for example. That you don't
2: bro, like? Fuck Fafana, man. That guy's a,
0: you know we'll leave yeah. it for another day. But yeah, listen.
2: Before you go on this tangent about uh, Tiago Silva, uh, Fafana, let me just say this about Thiago Silva. I think he is the best defensive mind we have at the back line. Um which is a fact, but well, he's not the best defender at the club. Um, when it comes to the actual defending, like, his best thing is he's – the reason he's back there is because he's able to organize these guys and keep them, like, structured at the back line. That's why our back line always looks good. So he bounces out the back line. But the negative is, number one, there's a lot of things we're doing because when he gets caught out – and this is another problem I have with the system. We're asking our center backs to step up into midfield – to cut out transitions. You don't ask a 39-year-old to step into midfield and cut out transitions. No, you don't do that. You do that with a disaster, You do that with a who's more aggressive. You do that with a body of steel who's not as aggressive but still um, has the capacity to do those type of things. That's why he should be dropped. Also, another issue we have is people don't understand the things we do to protect Thiago Silva is also affecting our midfield and our attack. That's why our defense looks like it's not an issue. Because we're doing things to overcompensate for him because of the structure he brings to our back line. But at the same time, it's hindering the other parts of the team. So it's not because he's shit or he's a shit defender because defenders make mistakes. It is what it is. But I think the, the things we're doing to kind of shield him is the, the issue, is the issue that we're having because it's affecting the rest of the team and how we play. So it's not an agenda thing. I don't, I don't think he's a defender. He's still a really good defender. As an individual, but the issue is how it affects the entire system. And I think that dropping him and dropping him and whoever you put there, whether you want to make it decide to in Colewell, body shill and Colewell, Colewell and body shill, whatever it is, I think he does need to be dropped so we can see how the team functions without him. Because in about a year or two, he's not going to be, well, not a year or two, in the next year, he's not going to be here anyway. So it's, it's, it's time that we might as well just. These guys have to be baptized by fire, and we have to see if the overall team functions. Because when he's on the ball at times, he's really good on the ball. But that extra one, one and a half seconds he's taking on is affecting how the attack is moving. A majority of the guys are under 25; they move quick. You're the you're the old man in the team. You're a great defender. Your positioning is great. Your defensive mind is great. But the things you do, the little seconds you take, is 100% affecting how we play. And people, it's not an agenda at that point. I'm just gonna come. And say what I see. And it's not bad. He's not a bad defender anymore. But that's just how I see it.
0: Well, it is what it is. It's interesting if we were winning games, if that would still be the case. But I hear what you're saying, Ray. I hear you. All right. Um, before Colette Day, do you guys want to talk about Claire Lake and Todd Bowley and Ekbali before Colette Day? Or should just just
6: um, leave it? I do that enough, man. I'm tired of them people. Man. <laughs> I've been fighting this fan base for way too long about this ownership man if i list out all the like negative signs ah you know what i should have been writing them down i should have been making notes every time i saw it because do you know look, since they sacked it in fact it was even before they sacked tukul that i started calling it out Rafe knows because race was there it was even before when they sacked tukul something in me broke do you know what i mean that like when they sacked Tuku, cool, I decided I'm going to watch these guys like a hawk. Because <laughs> how, dare you, how dare you do that to my uncle?
3: Yeah,
6: I uh, hate, bro. I uh, hate. I mean, okay, because I
0: know Tori, Tori shares the same views, So I'm, I'm curious before we go to Judah, Josie, and Mackin. Tori, what are we saying about this ownership?
1: Um, Honestly, like, I just think that. You see, I see it in the sense that they bought the club and they really want to make the club their own. Like they came in with a vision and a plan. So yes, they sack Tuchel, our fave, and they sack everybody. Like they changed the ent- Like they they changed everything. They got rid of all of our players. They got rid of Asp. They got rid of everything that remotely smelt like Chelsea. And they have now started their own thing. And you know what? As somebody that. Is in the business world. I understand that when you buy a company, you have to imprint yourself into the company. So, fine. But from a footballing ex- um, perspective, I think they are just making a bunch of rash decisions and they are not that, like, I don't think they're getting any of their advice from football people, honestly. Because like, I saw this thing about how they they made their transfers based off of, oh, what will a 100-point team look like? It's like, is this team the 100-point team that were, that, that they thought? Like, I, I'm so confused. Because like, I don't get how they said that that was what they were thinking about and then they decided to bunch, buy a bunch of kids and then they said, yes, Poch, give us 100 points with this team. Mm-hmm. Um, So it just I- feels like... What you? What did you say?
0: That's no, that's sad. That's sad.
1: Not... Yeah, it just feels like they're not. They're not listening. I I don't know if who exactly it is that makes the decisions. Obviously, but it doesn't feel like it's the actual football people that are making the decisions. Honestly, so for oh, me, like Corey,
2: you can probably look at it and say that the football, in, like for example, right, Todd and Iqbali, they don't know shit about ball. So if they put Let's say a Lawrence Stewart, a Joe Shield, a Paul Winstanley who are known for working with young players—or not working with young players—but these are people who are known for scouting younger talent, like from the Red Bull model and and um, from Southampton and whatnot. Their idea is, okay, we know that we're not gonna win within the next year or two, anyway, so we might as well get a bunch of high potential. This is probably the thinking of like the decision makers: the Paul, uh, Joe Shield, Paul Stewart, Lawrence Winstanley, those guys um they're probably thinking okay it's gonna look bad now but if we can get a bunch of high potential people and develop them into a team and help them reach their potential with this guy Poch, who's known for developing young players then in the long run it's gonna benefit us and the problem is instead of slowly doing that they ripped out the fabric of the team within a year like i didn't i thought it was gonna take us two three years to get rid of everybody which we should have done but they said let's fast track that and let's rip everything up, the culture, the this, they got rid of a bunch of people. So it's not just players they're getting rid of. They're building a certain culture, and they want to rip everything up and do it anew. I'm not sure if um, it'll be good, but we'll see at the end of the day.
1: No, yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I just, just, like, think that it should have definitely been gradual, you know. Like, there was no need to just, like, when I look at the Chelsea squad, like, all summer I was thinking, who are these people?
6: Yo no,
0: bro,
1: I know. Who I are know. these
6: kids? My days. Oh, you know what happened last week, man? I put the the Chelsea match on the TV. My dad come mm-hmm. downstairs. He said, eh? Who is that? Ah? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> I like, Who is this one? I, I had to sit there and break it down to him. See, my I was like, ah. I don't even know this club. <laughs> I don't even know this club, and bear in mind, my dad, my dad was a, he's a hardcore, he used to be a hardcore Chelsea fan. Like, he used to make us sit every time we played. Doesn't matter if we had school, if it was a Champions League nine, we had school. He doesn't, he used to make us sit and watch it. And my brother, he wanted to be different, so he became an Arsenal fan. Yeah? Oh no. Me? Listen, I saw Didier Drogba knee slider and I was hooked, you know? Yeah, bro.
3: I hear
0: you. Uh, Mackie wants to say something. Mackie, go on.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I hear everything, you know, people said, and even at the beginning of my rant, I actually started with that, that, you know, the the whole revamp was fast-tracked, right? Um, But just to play devil's advocate, right, you know, the two, three years that was kind of suggested as an alternative, we also have to consider that those players are also assets, depreciating assets. Mm-hmm. So, From a business standpoint, you want to get rid of your depreciating assets as quickly as possible. Why the heck would I hold on to Aspericueta for another year and a half Then you know, if I can flip him for 2000000 million? I'm just using that as an example, but obviously, you know, it went for free. So things like that, right? So there are a bunch of things they had to consider. And, you know, for better or worse, they decided to go with this approach. But the jury is still out. We don't know how this project is going to pan out in one year, two years, three years or five years. So we can just sit back. Like, you know, Esso said, he's watching them like a hawk, which he has every right to. And I think every fan should, but the jury is still out. You know,
6: that's, hey, that's... Listen. I mean, um, you know, you know how, you know, the board ain't doing well. It's when mm-hmm. you can't find a certain Kenyan, woman, you know, when you can't find her, you know, the board isn't doing well. Mm. where is she right now we don't know <laughs>
2: She's we dementia. don't
6: know this board I, listen this board they've put me through suffering listen I've experienced heartbreak that I didn't experience in my relationships how does that make sense No, no. right <laughs> well can I say this can I play devil's
0: advocate so obviously they've spent so much money on Chelsea and our squad right obviously they didn't spend wisely because obviously they they spent, they spent on Koulibaly and so Koulibaly Koukola isn't starting Fofana is a fraud uh, Sterling's useless you know you get what I'm saying we spent too much money on so many players and you can't really fault them for not spending money so just is I guess it's a case of we haven't really spent wisely right I don't know what you guys think
3: no, but to that point, right, like you said, that first summer, I, I agree with you, and every Chelsea fan would say it was a disaster, right? The Koulibaly, Sterling, all the, all those, um, you know, high-cost um, transfers. But the second summer, or even, even during the, the winter, they tried to rectify those mistakes. Unfortunately, we're still stuck with Kukurela, and to an extent, Raz, even though I love him. But, you know, like, they, they tried to rectify that issue. If, so I, I was angry the other day, and I tweeted. I was like, "Some of this fan base, they deserve the Glazers, right? Like, <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> you're complaining about Claire Lake spending a lot of money, and yeah. on a large aspect, they're trying to do the right thing. Go, go, take the Glazers, who just spend a hundred million on Pogba or random people, and they all flop. But you know, they still want Glazers out. Yeah. So
1: my question is, how do you know all of these people won't flop?"
3: Yeah, but again, we don't know, right? It's still early in the... in the, There's no guarantees in life, in business or in football, right? But at least they had a, a game plan and
6: they're, they're showing their commitment and determination to at least do You, know, do, you know, do you know what my issue is with their game plan? You don't need to be <laughs> that aggressive with it. Mm. Yeah, I agree it with you. Like, you don't need to take your game... You don't need to take a plan and turn it into a gamble you know Uh, that's what they've done they've taken a plan and they've made it a gamble
1: literally you're not wrong you're not wrong
6: like when you tell me how many of these for for every Gusto there's a Diego Moreira for every (laughs) Gusto there's a there's a Cesare Cassidy you know what I'm saying like
1: yeah
6: and the problem who, who who else is there who else is there that we bought that it's just, it's just gonna and fade into. all on eight-year
1: contracts as well. Like, if this then doesn't, they... if this doesn't, if this thing doesn't bang, we're done. Like, really? Mm-hmm. And, and, though, and you know, what?
6: it's even, the... deep, it's even deeper than that because if this thing doesn't bang this season, they're gonna be scratching their heads. You know, they're gonna be sending some people that shouldn't be sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the objective was Champions League. So, I like, who, who are they gonna sell to make money? Let's be like, who can they sell? They can't sell I'm go. Yeah. They can't, well, the
1: they price can't, they
6: Listen, Leslie's gone, <laughs> my boy Carney. He's gone. That team is gonna look like skeletons very quickly.
3: But you guys are assuming that we need to sell next season. So I, I don't understand what that drive is. So with
6: FFP, right? We were, yeah. you know, how much hole? Like, uh, uh, I think 200 mil hole. And then mm-hmm. plus, we had that, we add more tyres, 400 mil that we spent this window as well. Yeah. So we're probably going to start next season with what? Minus. Listen, I'm just. This is just an estimate off the top of my head. Minus like three hundred mm. mil. Yeah, you're gonna need to raise money.
3: No, I get that, but um, players play sale is not the sole and only thing that raises money. That's one. I know it's kind of like an easier approach, but at the same and time, even
6: struggling with the sponsors. Uh, well,
3: I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just I don't saying he's not care about FSP. I'm sorry. My- Mm-hmm. I'm
1: just saying, I, I'm just saying that like I'm not even it's not even about FFP for me it's about the mm-hmm. project. Yes. If this project doesn't work out, we are fucked. Like
6: but the amount of money they spend on this project is closely tied to FFP. Like you have to be successful every year for this for the money that they spent to you know be justified, or for the mm-hmm. money that they spent to not hang over because your head like a like a storm
1: cloud. Uploading these players is going to be difficult. And then, as you said, we're going to be in a hole in FFP. And if we're shit, then how are we going to, you know, you know, getting into champs, raises you money, all of these other kind of things. Yep, we're, we're going to be strapped, basically.
3: Yeah, but like you said, I, and this is why I couldn't even argue with Esso's point about they turned it into a gamble, right? It is, it is a gamble, and we can only see like. When when that bridge comes, they cross it, right? Uh, it's like any business. If if the the hell and, you know, and hailstones comes down, then, you know, they have to deal with it and face the circumstances. But again, there's too many things, uncertainties right now. I, I, I don't think it's, it's healthy in any way to kind of just,
6: you know, be expecting the worst. Let's see play mm-hmm. yeah. out.
3: That's, that's my thing. Yeah.
6: You know, what's, you know it's hilarious as well You know a lot of people think That uh, I expect the worst I, I'm not going to lie to you I'm being realistic I'm saying three or four Of these players Turn out to be decent Right Not all of them Because there's about How many of them? 15, 20, 500 Don't even know man Listen Like you know we signed Kendry Pires And he's not even Able to come to Chelsea In that uh, Till a couple years Like What are we doing? Like hey, David A. Washington, there's another bu- there was another there was another person from that exact team that we bought as well. I think is Angelo. Uh I- bought someone else, you know, we bought Petrovic. We bought Petrovic now and we bought Selena, but remember last season when they were saying about Selena? Selina's gonna so Slolina's gonna come in two, three years and be our starting goalkeeper. So who's what's Petrovic? Are they not two years and age difference? And then we've also got David Sanchez. I mean, why did I say David Sanchez? Robert Sanchez, who's 25 as a goalkeeper. And he's not like he's like old 25 pushing 26. He just turned 25. Mm. You know, like squad planning. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of these players are going to be flipped for money. But my question is, firstly, where are they going to get the game time to even be good? You know, to to even... for you to actually make a profit, because some of these yeah. guys you signed for twenty mil, fifteen mil, thirty mil. I don't think like how much did we sell Lewis Hall for? Uh, I think no. it's on loan. Yeah, it's a loan. You
3: know, it's on than, it's, it's a loan long
6: obligation of around like thirty to forty mil. Right? I think thirty million. So how yeah. many of these? How many of these kids do you think is even going to get Lewis Hall returns? But but again. Let's not
3: pretend this is brand new, right? We, we we had the same structure with freaking Roman, with the lone army, where we had like... And this is where my
6: issue is, because he took a thing that wasn't broken and then tried to fix it. And then now it's just a more of a problem on our head because Cobham, 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 Cobham was doing what he's trying to do with these kids right now. But the,
3: you don't agree the lone structure that Roman was going on for five, six years was broken because we were at a loss of what was it, 500,000 a week or 200,000 a week throughout that period because we were just buying players, stockpiling them, and sending them out to random loans. We had like 36 players at one time in one year on loan, you know, to random, to random teams and we were operating at a loss. So I don't really understand why there's kind of a like shopping off in this different stack especially when one. The multi club
0: model. Like, so. All right. All right. Yeah. Let's end it there. Thank you guys for coming. It was a brilliant conversation with you guys. Please don't be a stranger. Come back soon. So we'll have a conversation again. Really good to hear from you guys, man, especially after such a long time. You know, um Ray, Josie, Judah, I guess Loic. can we end?
7: <laughs> yeah, man. Nice talking to all of you. Great takes.
5: Have a great night, guys.
0: Cheers, guys. Judah,
4: please. Yeah, yeah. Um it's just really like a nice conversation and you know, great to hear people just like other people's perspective and you know mm-hmm. um I think at the end of the day, um we all just want Chelsea to be successful and you know, we just want our Chelsea back. So we just want to be able to recognize our club. Um yeah and hopefully the owners, the players, the coach, whoever it may be, that you are blaming <laughs> the slump. Hopefully they fix up and yeah, we get we get Chelsea back. Hopefully man, hopefully.
0: Ray, Mackin, what we we saying? Good night, guys.
6: Thank you. Yeah, so thank yeah. you as well, Tori. Any you. anytime yeah. I'm if I'm free, I'm a I'm actually a very busy person, man. Yeah, if, if I'm free I'll pop in, man. Yeah, it's good to hear from you guys. Ray, Tori
1: Oh, of course. I loved being here. Um, we should do this again sometime.
0: Yeah, you your, your YouTube video is nice as well.
1: Thank really you. you.
0: Yeah, cheers. All right, Ray, Mackin. Thank you guys. Rate, what are we saying, bro? Ray is gone.
6: Mackie it's This is Nicholas Jackson three times, so I'll we'll pay him in. <laughs>
3: no thanks no thanks for inviting me it's great meeting everyone great catching up with everyone so it's been a minute so good to hear from you. um and, and told told me um you know thanks for making this happen so looking forward to the next conversation
0: anytime can to hear me have a good night good
2: night guys